Hi, everybody. This is Ken Wilson. Once upon a time, I broadcast blues hockey. I always listen to Let's Go Blues Radio. It's everything you'll want as a blues fan. Oh, baby. Stop doing those diet or workout fads to lose weight. Use the tried-and-true approach from Rock and That Idea Life that helps you find balance while enjoying food in moderation and nourishing your body. Try the Lean 30 program at rockandthatidealife.com and let today be your last first day of your weight loss journey. When buying or selling your home, you need to feel protected. Realtor Mike Burgoyne not only looks out for your interests, but as a St. Louis area police officer, will make sure you feel safe and well-informed with every decision. Email Mike at strikewithmike.com and start the process today. That's Mike at strikewithmike.com. Get ready to hear some noise tonight. You're just seconds away from Let's Go Blues Radio. Let's have a doink, bro. Eric Brewer was so bad. <laughs> Are we like Go-Go Corp? Are we suspended? I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish, Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right. Selfish hockey. What did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Welcome to episode 13 of season 13. This is episode number 444, all time of the often imitated, never duplicated. I have nothing here. Rip, rop, rippity do. Uh, we're the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go, Blues Radio. Special thanks to our sponsors, Dustin from RockinThatIDLife.com and Realtor Mike Burgoyne. You can email at Mike at StrikeWithMike.com. We're proudly sponsoring the show. Please check them out. Also, don't forget to check out our t-shirt shop at letsgoblues.com for some well-designed and fairly priced blues-themed t-shirts. Uh, it is Thursday, January 4th, and we're streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you're on Instagram, hi. <laughs> let's hope that worked. Oh, I have to um, go the other way. I'm, I'm reversing Yeah, Yeah, we, yeah, you, all right, great come here and there we go all right yep yeah you can see us on instagram yay uh <laughs> uh to interact with the show on social media our handle on all social channels is lgb radio just search for us and you'll find us and you already if you haven't already done so please like follow subscribe ring the bell buy a t-shirt from our shop whisper sweet nothing into your lover's ear about your favorite beer, Let's Go Blues Radio Show host drink. Again, this is all off the cuff. I apologize. Or do whatever you can do to help us out. I'm your host, Jeff Ponder, and I'm joined by Bill Day. Kurt Price is facing allegations. And producer Austin is uh, in the middle of uh, the rainforest. I don't know. I got nothing. Uh, the agenda for tonight includes uh, the Blues. Recent game. Just recently ending uh, the Blues and the Canucks faced off in St. Louis. We'll also talk about uh, the Blues All-Star Game selection that was announced, as well as anything else that comes to our minds. We have beer, of course. That is the most important. All that and more on this very special episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, we're a little out of sorts here. Some crazy shit has happened <laughs> to both uh, Kurt and I's children in the last, uh, I'd say, probably hour um i was supposed to be uh, i actually texted both these fellas and said i'm gonna be joining my son's not feeling great 
And uh, then Kurt messages and says, "I and I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, I think my daughter broke her foot. I don't think I'm going to be able to make the show. And so I said, okay, we need to pivot. And uh, so that's why Kurt is not here. Um, I just gave my kid a bunch of whiskey, and he is down for the count. So uh, we're good there. But, uh, Bill, uh, hopefully you didn't have any – well, actually, you told me you did have some craziness with your dogs right before the show started. Yes, my kid issues. Um, (laughs) Yeah. um, One dog bit the other dog and made him bleed his own blood. It it was not pretty. What a jackass. Yeah. You said it was all over like a bone or something? Yeah. Yeah, we we give him these pork skins to chew on and – Usually keeps them occupied, but tonight uh, somehow the one finished before the other and decided he was going to steal and did not go well. So they don't share well, apparently. They don't. Just like my, children. No, yeah my 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 one dog is a real dick. So mm. we tell him that like all it. the time. You're a dick, <laughs> Fritz. Oh, I I utter that phrase. I actually uh, I don't know if I told you. I got bit by my dog a couple weeks ago, like full on actual bite, not playful bite. And I was very upset. Um, He goes to, so my wife typically goes to bed before I do. And uh, he always lays in my spot. And when I'm ready for bed, because I'm a night owl, I'll come in a couple hours later or whatever. And he'll kind of groan and grumble like an old man, like, oh, I got to get up. And he starts, oh. And then he'll get up slowly and move. Well, for whatever reason, this one time, he was grumbling way more than usual. And I went to pat his head like, it's okay, you know. And he just reached up and bit me right on the hand. I was like, what the hell? And, you know, it's midnight. My wife's been asleep for two hours. And I started yelling at him. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he gets into the corner of the room and just, I mean, yapping like, like, like a burglar was in the house like he was i guess i startled him i don't know what and luckily he didn't break the skin but still the fact that he bit me i'm like okay you're not sleeping in here tonight you can go to the couch yeah that's uh he was he was being protective of jess i guess maybe that's what it was maybe he didn't i don't know maybe i didn't give him time to smell me i don't know it it uh it was odd he doesn't normally act like that so that was uh that was upsetting, but dog problems, right? Right. We have plenty of them here. Yes. Yes, we do, too. Uh, so to open the show, I do want to send out a congratulatory message to our friend of the show. And actually, I like to consider her an actual friend of mine now. Uh, goaltender for the PWHL Minnesota team, Amanda Levier, uh, as well as Lindenwood legend, Nicole Hensley, uh, as well as, of course, for those of you who follow women's hockey or USA hockey in general, Nicole Hensley is the uh, goalie for the Team USA, and she's a hell of a netminder if you've never seen her play. That's the tandem in uh, Minnesota, so they got some damn good goalies in Minnesota. Um, But also a huge congratulations to the closest PWHL team in St. Louis, Minnesota. They won their first game um, in a victory against the Boston PWHL team, three to two. And as I said on social media, it doesn't matter what league it is, what sport it is. Anytime you beat Boston, you are going to get a kudos from me. So good job, ladies. Keep it rolling. 
uh, official beers of episode number 444. 444. Is that right? Yeah, that's four. That's right. Uh, you can follow each of us on right. the Untapped app. Uh, Kurt, who's not here, is at C Price 12. I'm J Ponder 94. Bill is Billy Blue Note 33. I believe it goes Kurt, you, me. So I think you are up, sir. Yes. And I do need to correct you. It's far, farty, far. Far, farty, far. Why didn't I think of that? Good yeah. Lord. My uh, bad, St. Louis. You were you were just you're not on top of it tonight. I am not. My mind did go to Brewer Pronger. I almost yeah. said that to open the show. Yeah, I I went Bergevin Pronger. But oh, that's much better. Yeah. <laughs> of course, your two favorite players of all time. Yes. <laughs> and your favorite GM of all time, uh, oh. Mark Bergevin. Oh yeah, <laughs> brilliant man, brilliant man. Mm-hmm. Mm, can't have an ego bigger than his in the room. So nope. Ah, all right, so I'll go. My beer is the darkness from uh, Minnesota Brewery. Uh, nice. Shout out to the Minnesota folk. Couple there shout outs to Minnesota early on here tonight in the show. Um, this is their Imperial Stout. This was the 2022. They did a bunch of variants. It's the Ginger Snap variant. And it is really, really tasty. It is a hell of a winter beer. Uh, I am enjoying it. Uh, nice I have little... not had one of those. Yeah. It's, uh, I think I found Friar Tuck, either Friar Tuck or Total Wine, you know, my two. My two go-to places most of the time. I walked mm. in and they had the entire set of the 2022, and I I bought them up. So nice. Yeah. Uh, hold the beer up to the camera there. I want to see what it looks like. Oh, it's good and dark. Nice, deep and dark. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I've, I'm using the Founders Chalice, but it's not a Founders beer. So that's all right. I need a certain uh, so- one. Need need to get my uh, my buddy Ryan to uh, to send me down a surly glass. So. I'll just tell Lev to send us down three of them. Yeah. Hey, hey, you know how you come on our show for free and, and we don't give you anything? In it, it, can you just send us three glasses from this brewery you need to go visit? Because, you I'm know, sure that's she what. She would love it. Right. That's what uh, professional athletes do is spend their time in breweries. That's right. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, let's hope not. Um, hmm. So, mine tonight is, uh, well, it's funny because. Uh, I didn't even think about this. Your your beer is from Minnesota. We mentioned the the PWHL game, Minnesota and Boston. Mine's from Boston. Uh, Samuel Adams Cold Snap uh, White Ale, uh, one of my favorite winter beers. Um, I was talking to my wife about how this, to me, maybe not so much right now, but like we're getting to what I consider to be the kind of dead season for beer. Because, you know, we're past the pumpkin and Oktoberfest. We're past the good Christmas ales. We've got, like, the cold snap and the variants of, you know, like what you were just talking about. But, like, for me, it's, like, February, March because it's right before summer comes. I just, man, it's hard to find really good beer. So uh, you got to buy up all the all the good stuff in January to get you through the next couple months. Yeah, that's that's why I stock up on the stouts as soon as they are on the shelf starting in, well, as soon as the fresh batches are on the shelf starting in October, yep. uh, I stock up. And, um, you know, we are... Uh, it's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? Hmm. Sorry, go ahead. In the, 
in the ER with broken foot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hopefully not. Passed, Hopefully and not. passed out with whiskey. <laughs> yes, and passed out with whiskey. For the love um, of God, people, just so you all know, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I, he is I, drugged up, but not off whiskey. No, no. It's it's the good stuff. You know, the, yep. the 1905 uh, recipe for Robitussin. That's right. Yep. Had heroin in it. <laughs> I wish, man, that'd be uh, way better. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, to open the show, um, again, we'll talk here very soon about the Blues and uh, Canucks game, but kind of leading into that, there was some important Blues news that were going around. Uh, there was a couple roster moves made. Uh, so, uh, you know, unless you were living on a rock, you don't know this. The Blues did have a couple losses. Then they had a nice long break. This was actually their first game of the new year. Um, so the blues kind of did some, some, some different shuffling with, uh, their roster. Uh, first of all, Nathan Walker was recalled from Springfield. Uh, Justin Falk was placed on IR with a lower body injury. Uh, Nikita Alexandrov was sent to Springfield, uh, on a, they can sit. I didn't even know this until the game started. That's considered a, uh, conditioning assignment, I guess, cause he hasn't been able to play. So, um, I guess he's, is he waiver eligible? walks no 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 alexandrov alexandrov i'll have to look uh, that up i don't think he is no i think I, I i do think he is he's he's still it's only on his second year of his entry yeah, level, i don't right yeah i don't yeah i don't think he is but either way they could they they're calling it a conditioning assignment um which again because he hasn't been playing and then uh kind of a surprise to see this so soon uh, Jakob Verana was recalled from Springfield uh, today. So he did not play tonight, but uh, he is back on the 23-man NHL roster. Very interesting. Were you kind of surprised to see that as well? I thought he would have gotten a little more time down there. Um, I, I mean, I I was surprised that he was still in the organization. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I... I I I always thought that you know he just he got on the wrong side of Baruby coming into this year and wasn't getting a fair shake and now that Baruby's gone I think give him one more shot right unless they've already got something lined up for a deal um, where he doesn't have to go back through waivers uh, when they make the trade um, you know I give him another shot and see what he can do and obviously you know he goes down there and you know eight points in seven games. Uh, he's doing something, you know, he, he's still got something. Let's see what he can do back up here. Uh, I looked it up and yes, you are correct. Alexandrov is still on his entry level contract, so he does not have to pass through waivers. Um, and if you look at cap friendly, it even says he is on a conditioning assignment. So that's why they had to clarify, I guess, but still does not have to pass through waivers. So that is a good sign. Um, and, uh, yeah, to also add, uh, Nathan Walker, they did talk about it if you were watching the broadcast tonight. I did not know this. Uh, he is leading Springfield uh, with 29 points, 13 goals, 16 assists in 30 games this season, uh, which is very impressive. Obviously, he was up here all year last year and was a call-up the year before that. Um, so I was a little sad. I've always liked Nathan Walker. I like his tenacity. I love his story. I mean, the fact that he's the first Australian-born player to – playing the NHL is really awesome. Um, but um, yeah, I, I was very excited to see him get called up and get a chance. 
He had an excellent scoring chance tonight um, that proved that he can be an NHL player. But I think, unfortunately for him, um, I feel like, and I'm going to throw out a name here, that, uh, honestly, uh, Bill, you might be the only other person in the universe that knows this name. Uh, Stan Drulia. Does that name sound familiar at all to you? It does. So that was a guy, if you look up all AHL stats, this guy was like an AHL superstar for years. And then he came up into the NHL, I want to say with Vancouver, but I could be wrong. Uh, maybe Tampa. One of those one of those teams that wears dark uniforms. Um, and he just could not cut it. He just was not an NHL player. But then he went back down to the AHL and was scoring all the time. Uh, Michelle Picard is another guy that comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, blues player. Um Unfortunately for Nathan Walker, I think he's he kind of fits that mold where I think he still provides a lot as an NHL player, but in terms of being a point producer, he's just in this weird middle spot between the NHL and the AHL. So he's never going to be a guy that you can put on your top six or even probably top nine, but man, you can put him on your top line in the AHL and he's going to produce for you. Yeah, he's he's got the speed to be successful at the A level. He's got the speed to be in, in you know a fourth line you know checking kind of guy in the NHL. Obviously had that uh, had that one amazing game um, was it Washington right where he got the hat trick against them. Um, I thought it was Detroit. Detroit which might be right. He, and I'm thinking he came up with Washington, so I'm probably confusing that. But uh, he's he is a very tenacious player. High energy. Um, Federico was talking about that tonight. Federico and uh, Jamie Rivers talking about what a high energy guy he is, and he he had an impact. Um, I thought on his uh, opportunity alone in front. Um, you as the smallest guy on the ice going up against the biggest guy on the ice. You probably don't want to try to cut back and go glove side on Demko. I thought he probably could have done a half fake, gone back stick side, and had a better opportunity, but. Uh, you know, great to find that open ice right in right in the crease. Um, but yeah, it's 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 always gonna be hard when you're five foot two going up against a seven foot three goalie. And that's that seemed to be the case there tonight. Yeah, and I am trying to find that game that we are talking about. Uh hang on. Well, I'll continue to vamp while you're doing that. So there it is. It's uh it was Detroit on yeah. December 9th of twenty twenty one. Nice. Three goals, uh, plus four. Pretty good game. Yeah, I remember that specifically because that was that was when all the Blues players were out with COVID. And it was just like yeah. they can't even house a roster because that was before they uh, they started allowing um, um, players to basically be exempt from the cap. So it was like you're literally going to make the Blues play with 12 players if you keep this up. So Walker was one of the guys called up and had an incredible game and filled in for – uh, I believe it was Perron that was definitely out at that point. I mean, he had COVID like seven times, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we could we could just attribute it to him and be comfortable with that. Yep. But either way, uh, no, very happy for uh, Nathan Walker to be recalled. Uh, Verona, for those of you might who uh, might be wondering, four goals, four assists, eight points in seven games played. Um, so uh, you know, again, I think you're probably right. Baruby's gone. He was never going to get out from under that. So, you know, maybe it was even Bannister who said, hey, might be time to give this call, uh, kid a call up again, see what he can do uh, under my system. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, shit, if he plays the way we saw him play uh, end of last season, woo, Blues offense just got a huge kick. Yeah. It, you know, getting him, um, you know, back into the, the scoring column and shit, getting uh, Kapanen going again. Right. I mean, that, that thought, uh, thought the monkey was off his back with the goal in Pittsburgh, but um, still, uh, still looked on a little bit too much on the perimeter for me tonight. But we'll yeah. talk about Yeah. That we're not again. seeing him. He's got such good speed, just like his dad did. And it's like, you just want to see him cut to the middle more, but it's, I don't know, is it might be a confidence thing. I don't know, but it's like, man, get some speed going and then cut in on one of these smaller defensemen, use your body to shield the puck. I mean, I know it's, it's sounds easy coming from, you know, a guy sitting here talking about hockey on his, in his basement, literally. Um, but still, you know, it's like, um, I just, you want to see a little bit more from him. I agree with you. Um, I thought he started out the year great, but, yeah, he's he's been a little suspect lately. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if uh, if it's not him that comes out, you know, uh, Saturday when they go to Carolina uh, and see Verona in there. Yep, we'll see. We'll see. Very possible. Uh, well, again, th- we are doing a post game show here, so we will be talking about the uh, last game played tonight. Very exciting one between the Blues and Vancouver. Uh, You are listening to Bill and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. Don't touch that dial and don't go anywhere. We'll return after these messages. We've all tried a diet or workout fad at one time or another, but it always ends the same, right? We either lose the weight and then get back to our routine, but then put the weight right back on. Or it just simply never takes hold. It's time to move into a habit-based program that focuses on organization and simplicity. Rockin' That Ideal Life's Lean 30 lays it all out for you with the correct food to eat, how to meal prep, and even sprinkles in plenty of healthy recipes. With Lean 30, you'll get the full ID Life arsenal, including energy for that needed kick, a tasty nourish shake for your needed fiber intake, slim plus to help control your cravings and provide a metabolic boost, lean capsules help bust those sugar cravings, and IED Nutrition gives you the added punch you need that takes the guesswork out of what supplements to take. Join the many who are seeing success and make this your last first day on a new program. Visit rockinthatidealife.com to get started, and remember to email Dustin at rockinthatidealife at gmail.com for an extra 10% off exclusively for Let's Go Blues radio listeners. Start your transformation to the confident, vibrant person you've always wanted to be with rockinthatidealife.com. St. Louis hockey fans know how it takes a reliable captain and a team of hard workers to achieve major goals. As a police officer and a hockey player, realtor Mike Burgoyne would wear the C in any situation. As a leader in the home buying or selling process, Mike has surrounded himself with a team of trustworthy inspectors, lenders, and escrow officers that work together more cohesively than Hall & Oates. And as a member of many teams in his life, Mike knows the service are first responders, veterans, nurses, teachers, and yes, even you let's go blues radio listeners provide the community so we offer special rates to those individuals find the value in mike's leadership and teamwork today by emailing him at mike at strikewithmike.com or calling 314-753-4060 he'll work closely with you and only show you the homes that match your goals that email again is mike at strikewithmike.com or call him at 314-753-4060 and succeed with your new teammate today Spatula. Okay, kids, let's go. 
There's just one place to go for all your spatula needs. Spatula City! Spatula City! A giant warehouse of spatulas for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And because we eliminate the middleman, we can sell all our spatulas factory direct to you. Where do you go when you want to buy name brand spatulas at a fraction of retail cost? Spatula City! Spatula City! And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine spatulas, get the tenth one for just one penny. Don't forget, they make great Christmas presents. And what better way to say I love you than with the gift of a spatula? Spatula City! Spatula City! Hello, this is Cy Greenbloom, president of Spatula City. I like their spatula so much, I bought the company. Spatula City, seven locations. We're in the yellow pages under spatulas. My, where did you get that lovely spatula? City, we sell spatulas. And that's all. And now back to Let's Go Blues Radio, the longest-running St. Louis Blues podcast with Price, Ponder, and Day. So uh, getting some shit here from uh, Hotard12 in the chat. Uh, guy talking about speed when he can't even skate. Uh, that, yes, uh, I did skate on Tuesday. Um, if my physical therapist is listening, I just skated. I didn't play. Uh, but if anybody else is, uh, if she's not listening, um, I did play because we had six defensemen uh, in my uh, H&A game. So I did play and I limited my shifts. Uh, still had some issues, but definitely felt a lot better. So Hotard 12, look out. I'm coming back. Uh, and I'll show you something about speed. No, I won't. I'm terrible. I don't have speed. That's one thing I don't have. That and a shot and passing and defensive ability and offensive awareness and agility, goaltending. All right. Do you do you have gumption? I have gumption, yes. That is All one right, thing well, I do have. You, you are Darren Pang approved. That's so right. That's you right. make it you playing, sir. I prefer spunk. For that, but uh, you know, Darren Pang would call it gumption for sure. All right, so uh, it so tonight, Blues uh, and the Vancouver Canucks faced off in St. Louis, and the Blues took this one two to one. Very exciting game. Um, very low scoring games lately for the Blues, which I enjoy. I, Bill, I know you're a goalie. You might agree with me. We had this discussion last time I was on the uh, uh, co-hosted. The puck podcast. Those guys love the high scoring games. And uh, I told them, I'm like, listen, that is not me. I am a fan of the low scoring, not only because I like the good defensive plays and the good saves just as much as I love the good goals, um, because I feel like with goals, it's more exciting when you have a low scoring game because they're not coming all the time. So what are your thoughts, Bill? Are you are you you're you're a fan of lower scoring games, right? Yeah, I'm a fan of the St. Louis Blues, and the St. Louis Blues don't do well at high-scoring games. Um, the uh, game in Arizona earlier this year being an exception. Um, but, yeah, once uh, once the goals start going in, especially if Bennington's uh, starting, I, I'm not comfortable. Um, I think the, the identity of this team is 
win the low scoring games, win by defense. And uh, that, that uh, seems to work. Um, Don't get me wrong. I love tuning in to other teams, crazy high scoring games. Um, You know, you get, uh, you get them much more frequently in, in this day and age, the NHL. Um, But yeah, if it's, uh, it's not a style of play that suits, uh, the team that we talk about week in, week out. So That's I, true. I, I prefer, I prefer the, the lower scoring games. And as a goalie, I'm always going to prefer a goalie duel. Yep. Me too. Um, and I, uh, uh, I don't historically and, and historically, let's say the last 20 years, I don't think high scoring games have ever benefited the blues. You know, obviously back in the day before Joseph, when, you know, games were constantly six to five. That's a different story. But I'd say this uh, last two decades, I feel like every time it's a high scoring game, it's like, oh, Blues are going to lose this one. They're just going to they're not going to edge it out with that extra goal at the end. It's going to be the other team. Uh, that's that's how I've always felt. Um, I know, especially with I me mean, back in the pronger days, it was very rare. There was um, high scoring games. But, you know, I'm saying even. When right before Hitchcock, you know, when this team would, you know, Andy McDonald would go on a heater, it was like, well, he may have put up four points and Stepniak had three points, but uh, they're still going to lose six to four. Right. Give up a goal with about a minute 12 to go and then give up an empty netter in the last 30 seconds. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's that was that was the team. Yep. So uh, this game tonight again, um, Blues uh, beat the win this one two to one. Uh, Robert Thomas scored his third straight game. Uh, so the Blues did give up the first goal very early, which we'll talk about. But uh, they ended up rallying back and scored two goals: uh, one in the second, one in the third. Uh, shots in this game, Blues uh, took the edge there, thirty-two to twenty-six. Faceoffs were ridiculous. Um, blues, uh, 68.1% win. Uh, so obviously that is uh very bad for Vancouver, maybe a slight, um, home team advantage with the scorekeeper making that call, but still, uh, both teams, uh, go over on the power play. The Canucks were over one blues were over two. And, uh, yeah, uh, again, in this game, 25 saves for Jordan Bennington. Um, so I do want to talk about this first goal as we open talking about this game. Um, I thought the blues looked very good in the first minute or so. Uh, I thought, man, they were really pressuring maybe a minute and a half. Uh, I was like, they're pressuring the, the pucks down in their zone in the, the Canucks zone. And then I said this on Twitter, but, uh, I felt like it was the shit I'm dealing with, with NHL 24 as yes, I have tried to continue learning NHL 24, even though last week I said I wouldn't, it was like, I pressure, I pressure, I pressure, you know, eight, nine, ten minutes, and then the other team skates down and scores a goal. And that's what happened here, right? Like, it was like the Blues looked good. They had the pressure early, and then Vancouver skates down. Garland gets that pass and one-times it right into the top of the net. Beautiful shot, don't get me wrong. But it was like, oh, come on. And it, of course, it being the first shot, too, you're thinking – Oh, don't let this be a repeat of the last time these two teams met. Right. And Connor Garland, Blues killer. Right. I think he got the contract in Vancouver for his 
you know, for everything he did against the Blues when he was in Arizona. So, yeah, yeah cannot give that guy any kind of time or space in in the slot. And those uh, bad coverage, I thought uh, Capitan um, got a little too low. Should have been should have been cutting out the middle of the ice, and for whatever reason, he's more on top of the crease. And yeah, Carlin found a quiet spot, as they call them. And uh, yeah, just. That's a great shot. And uh, you mentioned his ability to be a blues killer. I did have to look up the stats because it. I think we've talked about it on the show. It just feels like that guy, uh, just for whatever reason, he's one of those like second, third line guys that just elevates his game against the blues. I was surprised to see really, I mean, still not bad numbers, but uh, five goals, six assists in 18 games. So 11 points. I would have, if you would have asked me before I looked it up, I would have probably said point per game player, 18 points in 18 games. Cause that's how it feels. And maybe it's because of that seven game in season series, the blues and coyotes had uh, a couple of years ago during the COVID season, because I feel like at that time he really was a blues killer. Actually, you know what? I'm going to, I don't know if you want to vamp for me, if anything else say about Connor Garland, but I'm going to look that up right now and see his points that year against the Blues. Yeah, no, that's uh, that series that just the the worst stretch of regular season hockey that we will ever have to endure a seven game homestand against Arizona. And uh, yeah, Connor Garland lit us up. Uh, Connor Garland, um, who are the other guys? Uh, Kraus, um, yep. I think uh, Kristen Dvorak, who uh, yep. now a Montreal Canadian, out for the season, torn pectoral muscle. Um, yeah, that uh, that whole lineup, and of course Clayton Keller, right? That, yeah. Oh yeah. That was that was his rookie year, um, if I recall correctly. But yeah, I I. Uh, Still have nightmares about that. That so that season, uh, eight games played against the Blues that season. Eight. Whew. I mean, that was when they were only playing their division, but still, mm-hmm. uh, three goals, five assists. So he was a point per game player against the Blues that season. And yeah, I remember just because it's not just that he's a guy that you know elevated his game offensively. He's also one of those dickhead type players where he's you know getting the extra shot in on the four check. He's, you know, making an extra poke at the goalie after the whistle. He's one of those types of players. So when you see him have a good game against us, it's like, it's like not to the level of, but it's like Matt cook, Tom Wilson, you know, you're like, God, couldn't it be anybody else to beat us? Um, oh, Oh yeah. Go ahead. So, um, Ken Morris, uh, he is mentioning the uh, WJC. We will talk about that. Um, and I do believe we've got a Kurt Price joining us now. Mr. Price, how are you? Testing one, two. Testing one, two, three. You are coming out of the wrong microphone, sir. Oh, figures. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for letting me know that. Let me fix it here real quick. All right. Well, uh, I guess we should ask, okay. how is your daughter? Is that good, Ken? Yeah. yeah, you sound good. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, her mom came by since I, I had her and my son here tonight. Um, I uh, My son was already in bed, and uh, she was getting ready for bed, and she dropped a laptop on her foot as she was packing her backpack for tomorrow for school. It was in her in the laptop sleeve, and it was unzipped. She didn't know it, and it slipped right out, and the corner of it came right down on her foot. Um, no shoes on. 
And uh, so uh, it looked bad. She was in a lot of pain, tears, obviously, 14 years old, you know. But, um, yeah, so, uh, and we iced it up for about a half an hour. Still, she couldn't put any weight on it, couldn't move it. It was really, it was black and blue. And I'm like, it looked like something might be broken. I don't know. So, you know, me not being a doctor, (laughs) uh, uh, her mom came by and uh, picked her up and took her over to uh, taking her to Cardinal Lennon while I stayed with my son. So, yeah. well, thank, thank God. Is. Yeah. Thank God they're going to Cardinal Glennon. Cause you know, if they went yeah. to Anderson, well, they would have, they would have amputated the other foot. <laughs> My son went to Anderson uh, a couple of years ago for a broken toe. Well, didn't know it was broken. <clears throat> Thought it was like dislocated or something. And they fucked everything up. They were trying to pull on it and put it back into socket. It was broke. They mm-hmm. took x-rays. They didn't realize Ooh. it was broke. They're pulling on it, trying to like pop it back in, trying to push it and they're doing stuff with it. And I'm like, and it was broken. And that I was like, painful for them. Fucking idiots. Uh, they were just, I mean, went to Cardinal Lennon, like, yeah, it's broken. And they, they put a pin in it, even put a pin in it. And it was in, it was in a cast for a while, a, a, like a, from the knee down for a broken, like, second smallest toe on the foot, whatever the fuck that toe is called. <clears throat> so the second smallest. Oh, uh, ring toe. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was the second, maybe the third, whatever. It was one of the smaller toes, and it was, uh, yeah, the fucking from the knee down cast. Mm-hmm. I, and it was funny because people will say, oh, you can't do anything from a broken toe. The hell you can't. They oh, I, a whole cast on his leg. You can, but yeah, I never did. I've, I've broken toes before, and I just, you know, well, wrap tape around it around the other toe, and then I would still go fucking play hockey. Well, that's why, and that, but that's good because you got to be the the foot, the stand-in foot double for Jim Carrey and Dumb and Dumber when they that's got true. The, the, the nails done in the. In the uh... Yep, that was me. Thank God <laughs> he is flat. The, uh, the the pedicure. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, you know, she. It's. I mean, worst case scenario, it's. I guess it's broke, and it's going to be. You know, she'll come home with something on it. So we'll see. I'll. When I find out, I'll let you guys know. Sorry to hear, man. That I mean, it is what it is. It's just an it was an accident that happened, and I'm glad it, you know, wasn't worse. So, yep. Somehow. Well, you live and you learn. Don't drop laptop on your feet. Yeah, that's not a good go idea. Kids. Nope. No. It wasn't a Chromebook uh, either. Chromebooks are light. This is a laptop. This was heavier oof. duty. Windows 10 is heavy. That's Windows tough, 11, man. whatever it is, is heavy. At least it wasn't a desktop. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I might be picking her toes up off the floor if that was the case. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so I, I did not watch the post-game interview, but Winning Unlimited, and I there's did. some chatter going in here. Can we talk about the yeah. guy behind Robert Thomas and Jamie Rivers in the post-game <laughs> interview? Did you see it, Bill? Uh, what happened I, there? No. I did. It was like just it was a it was some jag off uh, uh it wasn't a kid, it was a guy. Or was it well, it was a I wouldn't say it was a kid. It was probably a early twenties guy, but uh, I think, but yeah, he's just, you know, just like up against the glass, his face, just like making all kinds of weird faces and stuff. And like, he's like, yeah, yelling, screaming. I'm like, dude, no one wants to see you. (laughs) I'm uh, making an ass out of himself. Trying to see if there's any pictures that might come up. Uh, If I looked it up on social media here, I'm not seeing anything. I can. Oh, well, it sounds like I didn't miss anything. Maybe during the commercial break, I'll uh, I'll, I'll stream it up and uh, take a screenshot or something. Too uh, late. We've already had our commercial break. Oh, well, then uh, whatever. <laughs> show's over, Kurt. <laughs> yeah, show's already over, you man. You guys are rolling. Yeah, we are. Uh, no, all we've talked about with the game tonight is um, that uh, Connor, Garland Connor Garland's sucked. 
what's that? Yeah, Connor Garland's an asshole, and he's a blues killer for whatever reason. Um, and yeah, that's all you've missed. We talked about the opening goal, and that is it. So um, overall, uh, I thought, and again, we, uh, kind of the theme, I think, uh, with these last three games for me, I've actually really enjoyed uh, the last three games, Colorado, Pittsburgh, and tonight. And tonight, luckily, the Blues came out on top. But again, low-scoring games. I thought the Blues played well for the most part. I thought the goaltending was really good. Um, overall, just great hockey, I think, recently from the Blues. Just unfortunate they're one and two in their last three. I think the Blues have played really, really – the Blues have played good to really good hockey for what? seven games in a row now or something like that. Um, yeah, they had the three or Since four game. Since Craig Ruby was rightfully fired, I have changed my mind. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, but they had the, the, the small win streak there, and then they lost a couple, and the, and the two they lost, they played well in those games. Uh, there was no – it wasn't like – it wasn't it wasn't the same kind of up and down the Blues had during the season because, you know, they'd play really well for a couple games, and then they'd play really shitty for a couple games and get blown out – the doors blown off by teams they shouldn't uh, have even lost to. But the, but I, and I didn't really feel too bad about the losses, even though, you know, losses suck, but they were, they played, I thought they played pretty well in those games. I didn't have a too much of a problem with uh, their, their general play in those games. And tonight, the again, only, the only well. problem I think I had with uh, the Pittsburgh game was because it was almost like a, a mirror image of the game the night before against Colorado. Cause it's like, son of a bitch. Like they played a good game. They've got to find a way to get around that and win those games. But it's just the luck of the draw sometimes. I think Tristan Jari had a good night. And then, I mean, tonight, Thatcher Demko had a great night. But the Blues found yeah. a way to put two past him. Well, he and he shut the Blues out earlier this season. Yep. So, and and I thought for a while he was going to do it again. He was halfway through the game almost, right? And they, uh, they, uh, he had shut the Blues down, um, granted, with the help of Bushnevich missing a wide open net. Uh, oh my God! What is <laughs> what is up with him? He recently? can't buy it. He's hits the crossbar. He's and when in uh, missing open nets and he's fighting something right now. He just, I mean, it's not like he's getting all these amazing chances either. But he's he had some chances tonight. Uh, but uh, some of these games, he's like invisible around the net. He's just not getting anything done. Uh, yeah. Tonight, yeah, tonight got some chances and uh, I was miss, missing open nets. That one yeah. that he missed on the open net, I was just like, dude, that was there for the taking. No one on him. Like, he could have even corralled it and then put it in the net and still had time. Yeah, he, he tried to rush that too much. And um, I, I'm actually thankful that the one that uh, where he wound up going to the penalty box on the play, um, terrible, yeah. terrible. I mean, it, Quinn Hughes is a small dude and he's hunched over stick inadvertently comes up and hits him stupid. Don't call that did, when did, it's an did, offensive chance. But yeah. if I was going to say, if that puck goes in the net and Bush oh. damage gets it called back, oh. and he's going on a 10, a 10, <laughs> 10 more games of a cold streak. He, he they, also might've been thrown out of the game for screaming at the ref. <laughs> you know, they, they show the only angle they showed of the actual stick. Uh, the high stick was uh, once from straight behind the goal. And it was, and they showed it one time that I saw and I couldn't, tell because i didn't rewind it and do it again if he actually made contact with with the visor did he actually make contact with the visor couldn't yeah, tell did. from that angle he did but so he did? i watched okay. i watched the vancouver feed 
And uh, yeah, they he did make contact with it. But like Bill said, <clears throat> Quinn's already a small guy and he's hunched over. All Buchnevich is doing is battling to to keep possession yeah. of the puck. <clears throat> I know it's not like but... he came across like viciously. He's just uh, trying to not be ragdolled, and the stick just ended up inadvertently hitting him in the visor. Yeah, I, but I, I I get it. But I mean, it's still a high stick. I mean, you you got to yeah, control your stick. But but how often do you get a call where a guy is chasing the play and gets inadvertently high stick? No, and, I you know, I know that's that's ridiculous. I, I and, was surprised too that he that the call was on him initially. Yeah. But uh, and everybody actually, was. Well, actually, it's funny because Kelly John Kelly. The thought play it was, a hot... was kept going. They didn't blow it until after he shot the puck. Right. Well, John Kelly was like, uh, they're calling a penalty. I think it's a holding penalty. And I'm like, <laughs> they just announced it was a high sticking. Yeah. Did you not hear that? Rivers is the one that said holding. And Kelly said, no, no, oh, it's high right. stick. Yes. Yeah. Right. I'm but... like, Somebody pay attention here. Because was... I saw it on TV. They they cut to the camera, cut to the official. And you could he said high sticking. I'm like, oh. Because I... I thought maybe it was a hold, too. You know, hold to, to to pull to get by the defenseman, but uh, but and then they said high stick. I'm like, oh, I guess he got him with a stick, and he did. But it's just like it was kind of an awkward thing. I, I mean, it's you can't argue it. I mean, it was a high stick. He got him. The Vancouver feed. They were um, they they were much better apparently on the call because they right away were like, I think they're calling Buchnevich, and then the announcer even the yeah. other I think the play by play guy even goes, well, then why did they let him break in and take the shot? And um, well, it was the right. other guy was bang, goes, bang. yeah, imagine, imagine if Demko would have been hitting the mask and hurt on a play like that. Well, it was you know? bang, bang. Yeah. They can't call it yeah, until he touches bang. the puck. And he, he, he came in. Had, he was already, he already had the puck. He had, he had. He couldn't have had the puck because his stick was up in the visor. His stick had to come back down to the puck. It did. Yeah. It came down. What I'm saying is it, it came back down to the puck further. and he shot. No, he didn't shoot right away. Sure he, he had did. a he had a good second and a half, which is no. a lot of time in hockey. Second and a half. Oh yes, he did. Um, watch no. it back. Watch the replay. Well, I, it's not going to be on the and, uh... and watch the Vancouver feed. See, I'm, yes. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that John Garrett wasn't saying, "Oh, Pushnevich tried to decapitate Quinn." No, was... he did not say that. Oh, <laughs> nah. He's yeah, uh, John Garrett, cover a lot of ground great, and a half second and a half. Joe. NHL goalie. You know, uh, great from a historical perspective, uh, you know, a great goalie name in the past, but uh, I cannot stand him as a color commentator. <laughs> no, they were actually very um, partial, not partial, unpartial. Impartial. Impartial. Thank you. Uh, Unpartial. Call. Unpartial. You yeah, English? That's English impossible. graduate here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, I uh, no, they were they were very good with that call. They were just kind of confused, as so was I, because I thought. And I think that's probably why the Blues announcers were confused because, again, I, I agree with Bill. I think Buchnevich had possession long enough for them to blow the whistle right away before the shot gets taken. Or at least the whistle blows while the shot's being taken. To me, it was right after the shot was taken. And it's, you got to blow that sooner, man. Like like they said, what what if the goalie gets hit in the mask and he's hurt? How, uh, let's see, what, what, what point of the game was that? Uh, second period, yeah. Let me look. Uh, yeah, it's second period, five oh five. Oh, so uh, early. Yep. So, um, kind of still talking about this game. So, uh, Colton Pareko continues his comeback tour. 
Um, again, we don't need to break down every goal, but I did love him stepping in there and making a great play uh, to just fire it on net. And I tell you what, man, when he just wrist shots it from like top of the uh, top of the hash marks, he hits the net nine times out of mm-hmm. ten. His slap shot is the one that goes wild uh, when he can just when he has time at the top of the marks and he just fires it with a wrist shot. It's accurate as hell. Yeah, no, his I think that's one of the biggest improvements in his game this year is not trying to wind up and touch the ceiling before he shoots the puck. Right. He's he's got a very lethal wrist shot. And, uh, you know, looking at where the Blues scored tonight, I think I think they knew the book on Demko. And, you know, those are two incredible shots blocker side. And yeah, when you know Pareko getting himself open, what a pass by Thomas to find him, and beautiful shot. I just absolutely love that goal. Yep. Uh, so yeah, in this game, um, I thought again we talked about the goaltending. Um, I was really impressed with with both uh, attendees in this game. Uh, Blues power play, eh. Uh, they had two chances. I thought they were okay. I thought they actually looked better against Colorado and Pittsburgh, but couldn't convert there. Um, I like they had that one, uh, the bumper play that Curtis talked about. Um, I don't remember who that was in the slot. Might have actually was it Bujnevich, uh, who one time the puck um, right in the slot, and Dem- Demko was there to make a really nice save. So um, again, I think this game again the the, the Blues, the Blues didn't play exponentially better than Vancouver, in my opinion. But I think their quality of chances, and, and we'll have to look at analytics to see what they say. I thought the Blues had the higher quality chances. I thought this could have easily been a 4-5-1 or five, one game for the Blues. Just uh, it up. I just pulled it up. It was, oh, okay. uh, yeah, and, and the referee does put his arm up right away. There was no but he didn't blow the whistle. He, didn't, he did not blow the whistle, and, but it was like a second. He, 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 it's a, it's a just inside the top of the circle when he makes the, when he puts his arm up and then his stick comes down a number of feet later to, to the puck pretty soon after the high stick. And then maybe it's a second, uh, it, maybe not quite that much from when, from when he touches it to when he actually, the, mm. the whistle goes up because you can see the official on the, I on still the feel like the maybe. official should have blown it dead instantly because that was clearly Buchnevich's puck. Even if he blows it dead instantly, I mean, Buchnevich has like maybe a second to stop. He's not, he's not, he's going to probably not stop. He's going to continue his, his, uh, his stride and shot. So I, I, maybe, maybe, I don't know. The official, I believe was Dan O'Rourke. That sounds right. Who I don't believe is a, uh, a, a favorite of, Blues fans. <laughs> no, he playoffs. is not. Uh, all right, let me see if I can find it. Uh-uh. Make sure you're right there. Yeah, <clears throat> here we go. Officials. Whoa, what is that first name? Shandor Alfonso? Gislaine Hebert? Oh, yeah, Gislaine Hebert. And uh, Dan O'Rourke. So yeah. you're right. You know, the Vancouver officials that. Uh, the Vancouver broadcasters that uh, you know questioning the the promptness of the whistle. I mean, let's be fair that you know let's be fair. at least they 
blew the whistle when the correct team was touching the puck. You've seen before where they'll call a penalty when the team that is going to go on the power play had the puck and they blew the whistle because the you know, wrong team had the puck and they get that fucked up. That you, you see didn't that they, all the that time. happen recently to the blues. Yeah. Like, like last game or two games ago. Yeah. Yeah. It, it happens all the time. Yep. <laughs> they, they're the wrong team has the puck where they should not blow the whistle, but they do. And they're like, what happened? Well, it's a penalty on them. We had the puck. Why'd you blow the whistle? Oh, I got confused. <laughs> Hockey's a fast game. <laughs> it is. And there's a lot they have to they have to consider. I get that. But it's like, you know, you're a professional too, so get it right. Uh yeah. So again, this uh this game ends two to one. Robert Thomas scores a big goal at the end. Um, I thought the the blues overall again, very good game for them. They have looked great since the coaching change. Yeah. And uh very impressed with their, especially offensively. I I feel more confident when the puck's on their stick than I did even 15 well, games ago. It's like, man, they, they're going to control. They're not going to let it bobble the center and have a three-on-one. They just look more confident in the offensive zone. Yeah, um, and they're moving. They're, they're active. They're active without the puck, a lot more so anyway than they were earlier in the season. Um, and, uh, thoughts on, uh, Kessel tonight. He had that one really bad giveaway. Yeah. That was oh, bad. That yeah. was awful, but you I thought know, it was fine. Otherwise, you know, the minute that happened, <laughs> he was like, fuck, I'm getting sent down. You know, it's, you know, what's funny is that when, as soon as it happened, I'm like, don't let it be Kessel. Oh, fuck. It is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Cause I saw Krug out there and I was like, hopefully yeah. they're in the middle of a line change. <laughs> Speaking of Krug. He had a great game tonight. I, yes. I mean, he that he two on one games. Yeah, that two on one that he took away, uh, firing the puck on the power play. Um, and he and uh, uh, Perunovic that fantastic pass to Thomas on the game winner. Holy mm-hmm. hell, that was. I mean, yeah. I don't think they raved enough about that pass. That was amazing. That was that was Thomas level elite passing right there from Perunovic. Yep. You know, what's yeah. funny is that I actually thought that was Thomas passing to somebody else <laughs> when, when the play happens. I was like, Thomas is the only one on the team that can do that. Yeah. yeah. Nope. You know, as, as a, got, got that. as, as a forward who appreciated uh, the, the prettiness of the top shelf goals, I love the fact that Thomas loves to go top shelf. That is um, I, his so many of his goals are just pretty because they're like I mean, to me anyway, because they're like he's hitting those corners. And, you know, whenever you see a goal, you know, whether it's fake forehand back on a breakaway top shelf bar down like he did the other night um, or, you know, it's, it's ripping a, a ripping a shot, the upper glove, rubber block or whatever. You're hitting those spots. It's like it's just fun to watch. Yep. Yeah, I uh, I actually really. um I've I've really enjoyed watching Robert Thomas this year. Um, if you are a longtime listener of this show, I thought two years ago, I was like, that dude disappeared when the games mattered. That has not been the case this year. He has rounded out his game so well. And again, defensively too. Like, um, uh, well, they, they showed the stat I know tonight on the Blues broadcast because that's where I started. But Andy Strickland a couple uh, nights ago posted something on Twitter about his projected numbers compared to Ryan O'Reilly um, the year he won the Selkie and they're pretty similar. And Thomas is scoring at a higher pace than uh, O'Reilly did that year. So, and we all remember how amazing Ryan O'Reilly looked his first year as a St. Louis blue. 
So basically seeing that Robert Thomas is outperforming him at this point is super impressive. Yeah. Um, Thomas is really like, he is night and day different, right? He's, he's the guy that is progressing at the pace that we hoped in Cairo. You know, on the other hand is is he's just he's lagging I, to, I'll, I'll I'll say he's lagging this game stood out more so than some others recently for Cairo as far as being unsatisfactory mm-hmm. for him he couldn't do jack shit tonight and he was constantly fumbling losing the puck and even on the game winner right uh he fumbled that he, he tried to drop the pass twice and he fucked it up he couldn't do it and it was like, and uh, I forgot who it was. Uh, was it Krug? So he just said, "Give me Buchnevich. that." Buchnevich. give me that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Over to yeah. over literally, and it then looked over like he fucking took it from him. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing?" Dude, I, I, mean, I gotta say, man, I I am amazed at how gifted he is and the shit we've seen him do, and even just a short time as a blue, and not even mentioning his juniors and in other career games. Man, his puck control is god awful mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy like he's he's degressed so much in that area i, I don't i don't degressed <laughs> regress Regre- Regre- god, <laughs> i cannot talk tonight it's been a rough night folks i'm sorry we, we make up words on this show we've done it before and we'll do it again <laughs> um <laughs> yeah uh i i don't i don't think he is using his speed like he should how many times we see him come into the zone with speed and he might be you know even with the defenseman who's trying to keep up with him uh and i'm like try and blow by him try and blow by him wide. try and try and walk him wide and he does he stops puts on the brakes and waits for somebody else to come in the zone i'm like you've just lost your speed advantage you, you stopped uh, on your tracks i'm yeah. like, I, don't, I don't i'm not saying do it every time but try and just motor by people he's got the wheels to do it i mean like Whitey Herzog for the Cardinals always used to say, speed doesn't go into a slump. So just skate. I mean, just move your ass. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're 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 one of the fastest guys in the league. I mean, if you're struggling to put the puck in the net or 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 stick handle in the in the congested areas, try and blow some blow by somebody wide. Use your speed. Use your legs. The thing that I'm annoyed about is um, when you when they show the metrics of like fastest players in this game, fastest yeah. players in the last five games for the Blues. His name's never there, right. and I'm just like, it, it, it's his always name should very be top every goddamn <laughs> yeah. time. Kapanen's there, yeah. <laughs> no, I think with Cairo, like, and I noticed this on uh, one shift in particular tonight. I think other teams are allowing him to get open at the top of the zones. Uh, at the top of the blue zone and then keying on him to cause turnovers. The Canucks did that twice in one shift uh, at the end of the first period and almost cost the blues. And, you know, he is just, he is so bad with the puck along the boards. Uh, He is, I've said this over and over. They have got to send him this off season. If, you know, if we don't, you know, wind up unloading him at the deadline, but they have got to do something uh, to uh, get him better along the boards and, you know, send him, send him to some specialty school, Gary Roberts or somebody else, learn how to play with the puck along the boards and not 
be a turnover machine. I'm sorry, are you talking about Kapanen or Cairo? Cairo. Cairo. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I um I don't know what it is about it. Like I, I think we've always kind of seen him be weak in the boards, and that's kind of not his strong suit. And also maybe even just any kind of puck battle at all. He usually does not come out on top. Am I wrong in saying that and maybe it's just because his goal scoring isn't overshadowing it? Is it wrong in saying that I think I think he's been worse. Like he's gotten worse. It's not just oh, he's not scoring and he's also doing XYZ. It's that man, he cannot hold on to the puck. If anyone tries to stick check him or body him, he's useless. He just loses the puck. Yeah, it's the his dynamic um, abilities that he flashed often last season, even with his own zone play deficiencies last season, he he was dynamically uh, impressive in the offensive zone with his just like stick handling in a phone booth, you know, Patrick Kane like kind of thing. Uh, he was just good with the puck um, and open ice, right in the middle of the ice, uh, uh, dangling around people. I haven't seen that aspect of his game in forever. No, mm-hmm. in ever, Jim. In ever. In ever. <laughs> Forever. I, I think that's a family guy reference. I, I don't remember. Mm. Um yeah, I, I don't get it. Um it's very confusing. And and uh so on the flip side of that, and who would have thought we'd be saying this on January fourth, two thousand twenty-four? You know who is exciting to watch and is great at that kind of stuff, and honestly could teach Kairu some things. I love Jake Neighbors' game. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Jake Neighbors, that, that play when he was uh, he stole the puck and he rushed in. Any other defenseman, he's smoking by. But uh, Quinn Hughes stays with him stride for stride, basically even catches up to him completely. And I think a lot of players there still try to body themselves to the net. But Neighbors just having the wherewithal to just be like, I'm not going to fucking beat this guy. This is an elite skater, an elite defenseman in the NHL. And he just, I think it was in the first period. Yeah. And he just, he stops and holds up and waits for his teammates to create a play as opposed to, I'm just going to try and go for it. And if I beat him, I beat him. Wasn't it, wasn't it Hughes uh, at a different point in the first period where he came down the wing and he did a little stutter stop where he stopped and then, Waited for the defenseman to slam on the brakes, and then he went back to went charge the net, and he beat him. He 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 had he had that was the same play. Okay, well he went to the yep. net, but he was like he he, did. he didn't just try and wheel by him. He he actually he a smart you know, play. He, sure, I mean he's got to try something different, change it up. So he got the defenseman put on his brakes, and he just took off again. He just yeah, and and that's yeah. I, I didn't finish my thought. That's my fault. But yeah, he Sorry. he stopped, looked, and then kind of twisted his hips, and then went back towards the net. Yeah. And I think Hughes was not expecting that. That was that was fantastic. I yeah, mean, beautiful that, stuff. It's just a, it's hockey sense, as uh, Darren Pang used to like to oversay. Hockey sense, hockey sense. Uh, we've got uh, Matt Harris. Fuck it, this Blues team is winning the cup. <laughs> January fourth, right? January fourth. That's not, the magic day. We weren't even last in the league this year. Uh, Jake Neighbors is the prototypical bottom six grinder with skill from our friend Light Sound Geometry and also adds love Jake Neighbors. Yeah, I I agree, man. I, I'm i becoming a, a bigger fan of his more and more every time I see him play. I, uh, I've i always said, uh, well, not always, but since the cup year, that 
Oscar Sundquist is the hardest working player on this team uh, outside of Ryan O'Reilly when he was here. But that might be Jake Neighbors now. That kid, he's always moving. He's always making the smart play. He doesn't have the bag of tricks that a Kyrie or Thomas has, but he's smart. Like you said, Kurt, that hockey IQ. Like he, He's always aware of what's around him and knowing what his limits are and makes the right play. He's he's the stereotypical, really good bottom six winger that the Blues have traditionally tried to play in the top six role. <laughs> Jaden Schwartz, anyone? <laughs> hey, I, I, you're not going to get me to talk bad about Jaden Schwartz after his no, since Winnipeg in 2019. No, Jaden Schwartz. I I I really consider the the closest facsimile for Jake Neighbors is Jaden Schwartz. I, I think they're they're very similar. I think Neighbors I, is a little stronger, yeah, and I, has a little higher hockey IQ. Schwartz is a little but, faster. Yeah. I I think uh, I think Neighbors has, especially this season, has well, most uh, all because of the season has developed into that has, has walked into that conversation because uh, I think before this season he was always like he's a nice player. Bottom six guy who will string together a, a handful of good games and impress you and then disappear for a while. And he has done just so more, so much more this season on the ice as opposed to just putting up a few points. He is um, just making things happen all over the ice. Um, Justin Scott, uh, I'm going to call this out because this is exactly what I said uh, when we previewed this season. I think the thing with Blues is they need a second line winger to play with Shen. I think if this team is serious, about trying to make the playoffs. Um, we were looking at the opening day lines and kind of the depth chart. And I saw Kapanen basically listed as the second right winger on this team. I said, then I'm like, they need to fill that spot that I, I like Kapanen. Veronica's I for. still do, but I, I, I think <laughs> they need to get one more top six winger in here. And I'll say there's potential that could be Jake neighbors, at least this season. But I would like to see if if they are serious about getting into the playoffs, they got to make one move to get one more solid winger on that second line. I don't think they make any moves for a top six guy unless they can somehow get somebody for really cheap. And I don't think they're going to make any kind of move where they're going to give away a pick or a prospect. There's not a chance in the world, not in a season where expectations weren't that high coming in. Uh, and they are pretty much where we thought they would be. They're like right on the edge of the playoffs. What if you could work out some kind of deal where you're trading a pick with Kapanen for a guy uh, that has term? So like maybe two or three years left on if a deal that's a proven top six. If it's a hockey move to make the team yeah. better in the long run. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I've, okay. I've always said that. I, I I'm, so You're basically but, saying not a rental. Right. I, I don't see that. I agree. I don't see them trading away, you know, a first round pick for a top six guy no. or whatever. You know, I, I don't see that at all. Or to a second round pick and a and a and a high level prospect that we're watching in the juniors right now. Uh, I don't see that at all. No. Yep. What about what about waiting for the college season to end and Jimmy Snugger would be in that guy? Traded? No, not traded. Oh, 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 bring out. Out on the second bring line up? with Jen. To bring up, yeah, for a I mean, second liner in his first season. I don't know, maybe, maybe. You know what? But, you know what? But isn't that the cost you want to pay? Right? Give the kid a shot in his rookie year, 
and not have to go up and ask. I mean, it's to bring somebody it's else definitely in? worked. Uh, it worked for defense with Charlie McAvoy in Boston. It worked with Chris Kreider in the Rangers. Um, completely I don't think possible. I don't think they want to start. Well, they might give him some games, but I don't think they want to start the clock on his contract. Uh, you know, was 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 like seven games. Is that what it is? Yeah, but I I think it's eight. Um, eight, eight games. But um, but I think that in this scenario, playoffs don't, playoffs don't count towards it. I don't playoffs think, don't right? count, and no. and he's not going to come up until until uh, Minnesota's season's over, and they have. You know they they might get upset, but they they should go pretty deep this year, right? I'd be all I'm all for I'm all for bringing him up to give him a cup of coffee at the as a as a as a black ace and as a and a fill in in the playoffs. Sure, why we not? Have, Harris, we already we need have an elite Kessel sniper that's not going to be playing top line minutes. Maybe be a good veteran presence. <laughs> oh God, that's Phil Kessel's music. <laughs> Beautiful, already man. have a Kessel on this team. Yeah. Any time I can pull out my wrestling announcer voice, I'm always happy. So thank you, Matt. Would you would you sign Kessel for a million bucks? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I would too. For this year, why not? Just sure. see what he's got. Well, uh, <laughs> unless uh, unless you've got unless you've got younger guys, you want to get NHL experience instead. Comment of the show. <laughs> Phil Kessler. <laughs> that might be the comment of the show. Phil Kessel on a one uh one by one league minimum. Let the man top off on enough hot dogs for life and ride off into the sunset. He could even partner, get sponsored by Steve's hot dogs. That would be incredible. Oh. You know, you know that if Phil Kessel signs, the minute that happens, Steve, Steve Ewing will be like, Oh, we gotta get him in. We gotta bring him in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's good. Good point by Hotar 12. Name the last time the Blues gave a rookie top six minutes for a season two. Uh, go ahead. I'll wait. Well, the, the head coach probably makes a big difference here too. Uh, I'm yeah. going to say, and I don't know. I don't quote me if this is correct. When Peter Sena came up, I remember them playing him a lot. When right. He first and, came and it was that kind of thing, right? College kid played the university of Denver. I was going to agree with uh, light sound geometry that I was going to say like Oshie Peron. Yeah. But Perron that, didn't that get was top six though. You don't think so? I think he did. I don't think he did. Yeah. But that like, was how, a completely, how... completely different scenario, right? That was, that was, they were the future, right? Yeah. Oshie, is... maybe. You might be right on Oshie. I don't uh, think Peron did because Murray kept sitting him. You don't think, you think, well, like I said, the head coach makes a big difference too. It's like you got your Berube, yeah. you got your Yo, you got your Hitchcock. I don't think any of those guys are going to be as likely to play uh, a rookie kid at top six minutes. Uh, I Bannister is probably the most likely out of all those guys. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, Bannister, and then like a Davis Payne, right? Like he, yeah, yeah, that's something right. he would have done too. Sure. Uh, well, um, any other thoughts on this game tonight, folks? It's just good to see the Blues playing some a, a much more consistent brand of hockey um, mm-hmm. the past week and a half or whatever it's been, uh, seven games, uh, two weeks. Uh, I, I, uh, 
even with the two losses thrown in there, like I said, it uh, you know they played well in the losses. They should have beat Colorado. Could have beat Pittsburgh. Um, so I'm happy with the way the team is playing right now, and they just knocked off a very, very, very good Vancouver team. So um, yeah, I, I mean, just to take it one game at a time, right? Let's do a little locker room post game talk. I'll take it one game at a time. Uh, but uh, let's get back to the point where I was when we played Colorado where I said, if they win this game, then the conversation has to, has to come to where they're going to say, Oh, well, is, is this team more than we thought they were? Well, so. I'll say, cause you, you kind of said this too, uh, when you made that comment that, um, it really, you didn't even care really if they won, if they just played well and right. kept with the avalanche and they, and they did. did, they did. Um, and I think that kind of my thought on this whole thing is, I think this team is a team that, yes, they are not going to be um, your world beaters. They're not going to be the uh, Montreal Canadiens making the Stanley Cup final uh, out of nowhere. They're not going to be the Anaheim, the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim with J.S. Jaguar going in and making the Stanley Cup final. That's not going to be them. But I think they are a team that will hang with the best of the best. They will always be right there with every team in this league. And again, I, you have that kind of mantra about your team. You could be a playoff team easily. Right. You, you don't think that Colorado, you know, with Bennington and net and healthy and no Nassim Kadri to take them out is, isn't going to think, you know, like have second thoughts about, facing the blues in the first round if that's you well, know with, what it comes to this year and with the boy the blues have played colorado too this year yeah yeah so for sure yeah i i i'm not you know you get in the playoffs i'm never gonna blank and statement any team by saying they can't do this they can't do that they won't do this we've seen some pretty crazy shit in the playoffs and you know the blues if the blues get in the playoffs and if they go to if they go on some kind of crazy run and make the western conference final you know, I, I'm not going to ever say, you know, that was impossible, but it's like, yeah, of, of course it's unlikely. But, uh, you know, I, I learned a long time ago that, uh, you know, making the blanket statements is like, oof, that's just, that's just, you say it and then you just, and then just, you're going to get yelled at down the line for being wrong. <laughs> yeah. Eventually. Well, uh, let's do a little quick check-in on the Blues prospects at the World Junior Championships. Uh, Blues prospects are looking pretty goddamn good. Uh, So, first of all, let's just mention overall, USA and Sweden will play for the gold tomorrow. I believe it's, is it 1.30 our time? Is that correct? I don't know. That's a good time, though, if it is. 12.30. 12.30 uh, Central Daylight Time for that game. I will be watching. Um, you know, it was really funny, Bill. Oh, God damn it. Um, I was very embarrassed. So um, I was uh, watching the Sweden. I'm uh, not sorry. Uh, well, yeah. No, 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 no. It was the uh, yeah, it was a Sweden game. Yeah, I was watching the Sweden game today. Sweden and, and Chechnya. And um, I was, uh, I had a work meeting and so I had it on mute, you know, I'm watching this, this TV, it's like right here in my view. And so I'm sitting there and I'm not, I mean, I'll admit in the meeting, I'm not really watching it. I'm trying to pay attention to what we're talking about, but I want it in the background to see lead changes and stuff. And, uh, so then the, the meeting ends and I send, uh, one of my higher ups in my company, 
um, a message like, you know, hey, good job with this. And he's like, oh, thanks. I didn't know if you were paying attention with the hockey game going on over your shoulder. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, uh, what? And he's like, I could see it in the reflection of <laughs> this guy right here. The um, Yeah, so apparently the game was strongly reflecting. Uh, and so he's like, yeah, I could tell that was the hockey game. And he goes, who's playing right now? And I was like, um, it's the World Junior Championships. And I'm sitting here like, God damn it. And he he messages me back. because I mean, this guy is like super high up. And, and he just goes, oh, I forgot about that. USA plays later, right? And I was like, you're a hockey fan? He's like, yeah, dude, I'm not judging you. I just thought it was funny that every time I'd look at you, I'm like, oh, that dude's sitting there watching hockey. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, turn that yeah. damn brightness down on that, uh, on that screen. I was know. It? That's what I said. <laughs> I, I even said I go, I go uh, damn reflective uh, picture frame. Just then your next meeting you have a little towel hanging over that that picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can't That's what I told him. I'm like, next time I'm hanging a jersey over that so you can't see. <laughs> yeah. I I was on a uh a work video call today, which I rarely do from home. And so I had to I had to go to blur before I had to explain who Colton Pareko was to a bunch of people in North Carolina. Oh. Uh, so he's the he's the five tool player that uh that you, uh, right? Would you, what was the, you, Craig you, Button you, laughed Craig at Button. me over him. Yeah. Craig Button laughed yeah. at you. Bill, Bill Day's claim to fame. <laughs> Got laughed at online by Craig Button. I don't know. I mean, uh, this year, uh, Preco is trying to redeem himself. So, oh, he totally is. Ah. Last couple of years were kind of rough, but other, yeah, I mean, you know, everyone, you know, he has, he's going to have a long career. And uh, you know, if he has an off, if 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 his uh, the two previous years are the worst we see of him, and he has straightened his game out, that's that's a that's a great career. So Ken Morris says the game tomorrow is two thirty Atlantic, so that would be one thirty our time. Right? No, nope, they're two hours ahead of us. They are, Atlantic? yeah. Atlantic oh. is farther out than Eastern. That's right. Okay, yeah. I always forget he's basically another... in England. I was going to say, I always forget that he's like not Nova just Scotia one time zone over. He's two over. Is that like Nova Scotia? Yeah, yeah. he is. Nova he's Halifax. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Nova That's Scotia. Right. No, you're Halifax right. So yeah, 1230. Uh, so yeah, in this tournament, uh, the three, t- three prospects for the blues that are left. Jimmy Snuggerud right now, five goals, two assists in this tournament. Otto Stenberg, four goals and five assists. And Theo Lindstein, is it Lindstein or Lindstein? Lindstein, isn't it? Eh. I think it's Lindstein. Potato, potato. Uh, three now goals, seven anymore. assists. So all three of these guys that are left are playing some incredible hockey. Um, should also mention Alex Santeri, Kasamaki for Finland, uh, two goals, no assists. Delabor Dvorsky, uh, three goals, three assists. Yurish, your 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 Yurage. These, these names, Yuri. these names, Yuri. Sound, these names look like the names in our credits. Yes, yeah. <laughs> You should put them as the, the names. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pekarchik has one goal, two assists, and Jakob Stansel has three goals and one Jacob. assist for Chechnya, including including the coal that broke Ken Morris's heart. Yeah, included. That's true. Sorry, Ken. I'm sure that was uh, very tough. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I have, I've actually watched more of this tournament than I have 
in recent years. Um, you also and- watched eight hours of... Uh- tape of uh, jimmy snuggerud too didn't you? i've probably watched about eight hours of jimmy snuggerud in yeah. this tournament right no 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 i'm just highlights of him eight hours. oh yeah just the highlights yes right yes that's yeah. what you that, do that doesn't include when he's not on the ice i forgot you look at that. eight hours of coverage of every yep. prospect no i so, i have probably i've probably watched a good 15 hours of this tournament so i've watched uh, five games here and there i keep forgetting to turn on yeah, I've I will uh I will put tomorrow's uh the the gold medal game on for sure. Um and I think I have to read uh Matt Harris's uh latest post uh as Lynchstein as you know it's it's Frankenstein. Frankenstein. <laughs> oh doctor. Yes. <laughs> Any Mel Brooks um, reference we can get in. Oh, I'm fine with it. That's a great one, too. Uh, all right. So um, we have got, let's see, a couple other comments. Matt Harris, Snuggy is going to be a stud. Looks so much like DP57 to me. I, I've i heard a couple people call him Snuggy now. And I'm like, man, they got to hand out Snuggies with this face on it uh, when he's oh, like a superstar, right? That's the bobblehead, right? Him and a Snuggy. Yeah, it's gonna be. For that's sure. going to happen. It's going to have to happen. <laughs> uh, Matt Harris also adds, uh, I will be sailing the high seas for the gold medal game. Awesome game by USA Today. Uh, ended by a couple cruddy calls. That's been the whole fucking tournament. Um, I was actually very pissed off. I don't know if either of you watched the Sweden-Switzerland game. Oh, that had makings that... of Sweden and Belarus from the 04 Olympics. Are you going to talk about uh, the spear? There's a couple things in that game, okay. especially late, where they started calling Switzerland on everything and let Sweden get away with murder. And I'm just like, Jesus, because it was too, too late. And it was a hell of a hockey game. Sweden was dominating, but Switzerland was just hanging with them. And yeah, late Sweden scored on the power play on a tic-tac call. And I was annoyed as hell because, you know, it's in Sweden. So, of course, everybody's coming out saying, well, of course, they're going to let Sweden win this game. But it's like you need to avoid giving people ammo, right? Like when the referees make terrible calls against Switzerland, that's what people are going to go to. So don't make fucking terrible calls. But it was rampant in that game. And it's been the whole tournament. Did you uh, you have any comments on the spearing call late in the Oh God! Late and uh, I forgot who was playing. You saw it, right? The spring call. I saw it. I'm, I'm I'm drawing a blank because I've watched so many games. Wasn't the Canada game? Was it Canada? I, th- I don't think it was Canada. It was a. Uh, it was a uh, shoot. Who in the chat? Who? Which game was, it was the? Uh, it was. Uh, it was Switzerland and Sweden. Switzerland and Sweden. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, hang on. Let me. Yeah. Let me. That's right. It was reviewed and overturned for slashing. Right. Oh, was it? I th- what? What? Really? Are we talking about the same play? It was a spearing play, kind of behind the net. Um, I thought that was what I saw. That they they reviewed the spearing and they overturned it to slashing. Did they? I thought they. I thought they called it a spear because uh, people were pissed off about it. Okay, well, maybe that's not the same play. I mean, maybe maybe I'm thinking of something different, but. Uh... 
Well, go ahead and vamp. I'm gonna. I'm, I'll, I'll pull it up. Here. Okay, go ahead and look it up. But yeah, I. I just the, the officiating has been awful. Um, they made a terrible call, like uh, Matt Harris said, um, against uh, Finland today, late in the game, and then uh, they basically you knew that a makeup call was coming, and I think even EJ Raddick said it on the telecast that you know that the coaching staff for Team USA was like don't do anything because they are going to call it as a makeup call. That's exactly what happened. Two guys kind of collided and all of a sudden USA got a penalty late in the game. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, like let these guys play, stop calling everything. And that's exactly what just kept happening. The overturned call was uh, Canada. Canada was Canada and, um, it was, it was Canada was involved. Canada's Ty Nelson had a controversial major penalty call completely overturned after lengthy review. Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm talking about, I know for a fact the one I'm talking about is from Switzerland and Sweden. So that must have okay. happened in Canada too. Okay. Well, I, I didn't, I didn't catch that one. Huh. Yeah. yeah. I got, uh, I got the Twitter blast of Jeff O'Neill um, going off about how the worst officiating he's ever seen. And, that seems like a, an annual thing whenever Canada gets, you know, isn't doing well in the World Juniors. But I'll say I think it's been bad for everyone, and I, I hate to fucking <clears throat> say this because it's it it sounds shitty. I think it's been bad for everyone except Sweden. Yeah, Sweden's a damn good team. Don't get me wrong; they very well could win the whole thing, and it would not surprise me because they are that good. But as the home team, I feel like they have gotten a lot of breaks. Yeah. That's and that's that is always the worst when you go for a travel tournament and the home teams, you know, the the officiating's in for the home team. Had that happen once or twice in uh, in my life at very very low levels of hockey, but to yes. see this at at the the most elite level of junior is pretty disgusting. Yeah, I I remember I had a tournament in Chicago once uh, when I was a kid. I was like ten or eleven. And um, there was this, there was this kid that um, Chicago. He came up and he got a hack on me, and I just turned around and I just said, "What the fuck?" Referee calls me two minutes from sportsmanlike, and the kid even looked at the ref and goes, "I slashed him. You should call both of us." And the coach for the Chicago team was even like, "Yeah, call them both. My player shouldn't have done that." And he's like, "I didn't see the slash. I just heard the language." And I'm like, fuck you, dude. Like, what the hell? Come on, man. Like, we know they're the Chicago homeboys, but come on, cut us a break. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, All-Star Game selections were made for the uh, for the uh, upcoming All-Star Game. Uh, a lot of changes coming this year, which uh, we've talked about before, and I'm sure we'll talk about again, but we just can talk about the selections uh now so some i'm not going to go through the whole selection process but basically they named a player from each nhl team excuse me the nhl named at least one player from each nhl team uh fans will select the final 12 players that's uh, eight skaters and four goalies through the 2024 nhl all-star fan vote which is underway and runs through january 11th Fans can vote at NHL.com slash vote and via X, uh, formerly Twitter, and the NHL app. Uh, so some of the names that were taken, um, Connor Bedard from Chicago becomes the youngest all-star of all time, apparently. So they had to t- 
tell put that in our face a million times. Philip Forsberg from Nashville, Kirill Kaprizov from Minnesota, uh, Connor Hellebuck from Winnipeg, Clayton Keller, St. Louisan from Arizona, um, Nathan McKinnon from Colorado, Connor McDavid, of course. Uh, we've got Jake Ottinger from Dallas. And then uh, in the East, we'll talk about, uh, we'll mention, let's see, uh, Alex Dabrinkit from Detroit, Nikita Kucherov, Austin Matthews, um, Tom Wilson from Washington, which was interesting. And then, of course, Brady Kachuk from St. Louis. And, uh, of course, the St. Louis Blues representative so far, the lone representative for St. Louis. We'll see if any more get in. Robert Thomas. I think that was a no-brainer pick for the NHL. Correct? I mean, you could have made a case for a couple players. I think Colton Pareko comes to mind, but it had to be Robert Thomas. Right. Pareko's the only other guy that should get any consideration for it. Um, But, yeah, Thomas, 100%. You know, how many comments do we have earlier in the show? Most underrated player in the NHL uh, at this point. Um, I, I think I can support that. He's uh, he's had such an amazing year. And uh, I think if we go back to our season preview show, and when we said who's the most valuable player, I was the only one that said Robert Thomas. And you guys are like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I feel I justified. I go, go back. Go back. And listen you're, I that. mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I don't, just don't remember what I said. I probably said Tyler Tucker, right? Oh, yeah, because he had one goal after the first game. Like he was the leading <laughs> scorer after game one. Exactly, exactly. Uh, no, I I, so I was excited to see him get the nod. I, I think, again, most deserving player. Um, again, I think if it would have been anyone else, it would have been a snub instantly from the NHL. Um, I don't get why. And I understand you got to represent every team. That's fine. I have no problem with that. I don't get why the NHL had to had to pick and I've, I've said this, I think, every year. Why did they have to pick the first representative from every team? Let the fucking Vans vote on everyone. And if, mm-hmm. like, there's one team, let's say Arizona, that doesn't make the top, whatever it is, 62 players or how many it is that make it, then you just say, okay, um, last player that's on there, there's two representatives from that team, we'll pull him out and put in Clayton Keller. Like, I don't get why the NHL is get involved in this at all. This is supposed to be for the fans, right? Let the whole, let the fans vote in everyone. Yeah. Let, let them, let them, uh, whichever player from each team gets the most votes. No, I, I thought, I thought Eric first. Curry should have been uh, selected first San Jose. Most valuable player there. Right. Who's that friend of the show, Eric Curry. Oh, of course. That would have been great. Right. But they're setting Thomas. Let him Hurtle. commentate. I think Thomas Hurdle's uh, still alive, so he he qualified. Still uh, alive, you know. Uh, uh, it's, Bedard has been good for Chicago, uh, but let's be honest, um, it's probably not difficult to make the All Star game on Chicago. Um, no, right? If you're Bedard, he he's clearly the their their best player. <laughs> I would have selected Corey Perry, but you know. oh. No, so I have I, not I, looked. I haven't looked at the ballot yet. But Matt Harris says there's online like 2D in all of the All Star game this year. I don't think Pareko makes the cut. Way improved, yeah. but nah. Yeah, I was annoyed by that last year. There was only like three defensemen in the whole All Star game. Like, come on. Like, at least make it fair for defensemen. Well, of the players they announced in the West, right? Three goalies and only one in the East. 
Alicia yeah. Sturkin, but you got Talbot, um, Talbot, uh, Ottinger, and Hellebuck. So, and they're still going to pick four more goalies. This is that's uh, that's just crazy. Yeah, eight skaters, four goalies. Yeah, four goalies. So that's so they'll that's, pick three for the East and one for the West. Yeah, that's. Uh, 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 hey, great, great. Let's let's have as many goalies be all stars as possible. I'm all for that. I'm telling you what, they need to have a goalie game. Just have all the goalies out there play a game, and you know, let's see what happens. 32, 32 teams, right? Split it mm-hmm. down. Well, it wouldn't be split down the. Well, I guess you could split it down the middle, and literally bring every goalie, every starting goalie in the NHL, bring them in. Let them play a goalie game. I think that would be so much fun to watch. Yeah, and do it one year. We're trying to run every gimmick right in the NHL, so let's do that. That's got to happen one year. I think that'd be great. Full on goalie game. Yeah, and like literally, why not? Give me this too. Go buy the metrics. Look at who the slowest players in the NHL are. Bring those guys in for a game. Let's watch a slow ass fucking hockey game. Tyler Tucker. We're going to put you at starting center. Like, that would be incredible. <laughs> John Scott? Yeah, whoever scores the first goal of the season for your team is your all-star designee. That's 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 sound logic. And get some uh, get some celebrities in there with them. You know, get uh, get uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. out there uh, facing off against uh, Connor McDavid and Ryan Reynolds versus Robert Thomas. Like, let's see this. Come on. I think... Th- if you want to make it a fucking sideshow, make it a fucking sideshow. Does Ryan Reynolds play hockey? I think so. He didn't just friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, Greg Kinnear played uh, a hockey player. And <laughs> uh, was that the twin, the movie where the, the conjoined uh, twins stuck oh, to you? Right. Stuck to you? <laughs> stuck with Greg you. Kinnear. And uh, who else was it? Uh, Matt Damon, Shh. wasn't it? Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> They played. They played hockey in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, why uh, not? Uh. Well, guys, I think that is it. Uh, unless there's anything else you want to add. Um. No. No. I'm good. Keep yeah. it up, Blues. Uh, we may be getting together next week, right? Uh, we were supposed you know. to this week, but <laughs> shit came up. Fit. Fit hits the Shan. Uh this house a few days in a row so yeah and hopefully next week is a little less uh, a little less uh active around this house so i'm gonna warn uh the person behind the scenes here that i am going to bring him on camera because he is actually here so we should mention it i'm bringing you on in three two one also real quick oh hey friend real quick what's up uh, dude before uh, austin takes over the show uh typically what i do they 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 ran my daughter by a friend who is a technician, an X-ray technician, I guess, and uh, she just wanted to look at it before they took her to the hospital. And she said she didn't think it was broken, but uh, they took her to Cardinal Glennon anyhow uh, to just to make sure. So mm. that's the update. And does does awesome. does the friend have like? Has she been in the business so long? She has I X-ray vision. Have no idea. <laughs> That would be pretty sweet. That would be pretty sweet. You know what? Super. There, there, there should be an app, an X-ray app on your phone. 
I'm sure that wouldn't cause cancer, but uh, yeah, no. <laughs> or cost a lot. Sit that bad boy in your pocket all the time. No problem. Yeah, no problem. Won't be an issue. Yeah, right. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. And apparently, uh, the the people who looked at my daughter at uh, Cardinal Glennon were like, "Why isn't the wound cleaned?" I was like, "It's not really an open wound. It was a scratch." And I'm like, "She just got say, she just got out of the shower." And so it was like, you know, she's she's about the shower like ten minutes. So I was like, she was clean. <laughs> what do you want from me? You're gonna have social services at your door oh, in the morning. Jesus, you know, just just Probably. fucking it. <laughs> just do the goddamn X-ray and let me know if it's broken or not, please. Uh, look at look at Austin rocking the stash. How about wow. that? Wow, mm, looks good, doesn't it? Did you, did you move to Cahokia? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been hanging out in Belleville too much. Oh, uh, is that right? What what oh, what part? Swansea. Oh, I, my grandma used to live in Swansea. There you go. And then she passed away. Oh, so so the is story is don't hang out in Swansea. Show, <laughs> huh? See what I said. Way to bring down the okay. show. This was a long time ago. So I mm. can bring down the show if you want. It's okay. Hey. We mean you can bring down the show. He already has. Why is Mystery Hockey Theater up on the screen? Yeah, I don't know who did that. Oh, it was uh, it was the only four screen overlay that Jeff could find. That's good. There we go. There we go. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> That's why we have a producer, damn it. Yeah. I hey, I just show up occasionally at this point. Uh is that a Brady Kachuk jersey you're wearing? Do you have a Tarasenko one? Very nice. Yeah. I don't. Huh. No, I'm still I'm gonna I wanna try and finish off my St. Louis jerseys this year. So Do you have Clayton Keller? Not yeah, I need to get Keller Matthew. Is that it? You should go old school too. Get some. Uh, get a get a Paul Stastny. Could do that. <clears throat> Paul you know, Pat Lafontaine. Yeah. Pat Here's LaFontaine. a name for you. Get a he Landon counts. Wilson. Yeah. Landon Wilson. Paul. I think it was Paul Ranheim was the guy before him. He was he was also born in St. Louis and immediately whisked away. Right. Like yep. Lafontaine. Yeah. Yeah. Did Lafontaine move when he was like six months old or something? No, he. I think he was a little yeah, older. I, I think he did play here. He did play here. He played at Kirkwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Everyone <laughs> plays at Kirkwood. Kirkwood stars. That's uh, uh, Joy Vitale's uh, stomping grounds right now. You know that? Yeah, that is yeah. true. I've driven yeah. by his house. That's my friend. I've looked in his my windows. My friend Mason is <laughs> his two. Nice. My friend Mason is his twins uh, play for the Kirkwood yeah. stars. So does. I, uh, and he tells me how much it costs because he's like, so here's what it costs for a player. Now imagine having two at the same age, and I'm like, "Oh God, that sounds horrible." Yeah. How do you even afford? So a house? does uh, what's his name? He was on the show, goalie, uh, never really made the NHL, played a couple games. Uh, Mike McKenna. Bron- Mike McKenna. Yes, sorry, couldn't think of his name. Uh, never he really never really made, made the, the NHL. NHL. What are you talking okay. about? Uh, so as far as like, never going to be on the show again, Fred of the show. Mike <laughs> yeah, McKenna. thanks for that. Uh, you know what I mean. Hey, he made the NHL more than you. I'm not being critical. I'm just I was trying uh, to like he he didn't play a whole lot of games in NHL. Um, he lived the life. He didn't play a ton of games. 35 games in the NHL. That's pretty good. I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying is he's not a career. He's not like Why a, do you hate Mike oh McKenna, Kurt? I was just going to say. <laughs> the show's going to go think, on for another hour and a half. I think his kids, I think uh, <laughs> one of his kids or his kids play for the Kirkwood Stars as well. That's where I was going with this. Yes. Matt Harris, Joe Wool is a St. Louis boy. 
He's uh, that's right. Uh, he's St. Charles County, though, right? He's like from pretty far out there, but you know, not the yep. real St. Louis. Uh, not the real St. Louis. Nope. Fuck off, Illinois fucks. You're not really St. Louis either. Oh yeah, fuck you both, <laughs> Clayton Keller. Yeah, Clayton Keller was in Illinois. Uh, Swansea. Well, Swansea, you know Illinois. what? Uh, Brandon Bullig, friend of the show, is also a St. Charles boy. Mm-hmm. First St. Louisan to ever win a Stanley Cup. A- anybody, so, who, fuck anybody off. who says that Clayton Keller is from St. Louis is a goddamn liar. He's from Swansea, Not Illinois. True. So good things do happen in Swansea St. is what I'm hearing. Yeah, besides <laughs> St. Louis besides metro grandma's area. Come on. dying, it sounds like good things you come you don't out get, of Swansea. You don't get to claim the Illinois side when it's convenient. I, but I want to. I <laughs> I claim it because I claim St. Charles is part of St. Louis. I claim it for so. For, uh, I feel like it's the same. Sports betting. That's the only thing that I like about Illinois. Yeah, I, I have to cross the, the only thing. <laughs> I have to go across the bridge to do my sports betting. Yeah. <laughs> I literally go across, across the bridge yep. and I sit on the side of the highway and that's where I do my sports you should, betting. If you keep going a little bit, there's a gas station that everybody sits at. Uh, oh, the first right. exit in Illinois. I, is that Highway 4? I don't know. I can't remember. 55. It's not 4. That's not 55. What the hell? All right. This show's gone on long enough. Best thing about Missouri is the gas prices. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> we do have much better gas prices. Oh, than yeah. I, I go over there uh, often, and I, I make sure to fill up if I can. We very didn't true. talk about this on the show, did we? All right. Let's go another hour and talk about what oh, I saw that. just posted. Have you seen the whole Salani yeah. trailer? Yeah. Yes. And I cannot fucking wait. I thought this. you said the whole salami trailer. <laughs> that should be the name of the movie. The, the whole salami. salami. <laughs> it's called uh, what? Minor Leaguer? Is that right? It looks good. I mean, yeah. If you're, it a, looks if, you're a, awesome. if you're a hockey fan, if you're not a hockey fan, don't know who these guys are. I'm sure it's like, well, that's awful. But I think yeah. the hockey people would love this. Yeah. If you not seen, if you have not seen it, go on YouTube right now. Look up Minor Leaguer. Um, not right now. Listen to us first. Um, but when you're done listening to us, look it up. It looks hilarious. Um, <laughs> apparently, there's like they make a fake rivalry between Hole and Solani, and they both own minor league teams, and hijinks ensue. It looks pretty good. <laughs> I uh, can't wait. I don't even care if it's terrible. I'm watching the shit out of this. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go see it opening night. I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that'll do it for the show, guys. Anything else to add? Love to be in here. Well, it's good having yeah, you Good here. to have you, Austin. Thank you. The Thank line you. is, Welcome happy to be to here. Roll. Hope I can help the team. There, I shared the uh, link to the trailer in the uh, in the uh, chat. There you go. Awesome. Um, well, uh, Austin, I'll just go ahead and tell you, I will handle closing so that way we don't both do it. Um, right. Hands so off. I'll keep you on screen to end. Yeah. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by ID Life, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment of your DNA. Visit rockinthatidlife.com for more information. That's rockinthatidlife.com and get 10% off by emailing Dustin at rockinthatidlife at gmail.com and tell him Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. And by Mike Burgoyne from Real Brokerage Realty. Email him at mike at strikewithmike.com today for all of your home buying and selling needs. 
That's Mike at strikewithmike.com. That will wrap up episode 13 of season 13 of the original St. Louis Blues Hockey Podcast. Let's go Blues Radio. Thanks for listening. And thanks to those who participated in YouTube and Facebook live chats during the show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. For Bill Day, Kirk Price, and yes, the producer Austin, who is here. I'm Jeff Ponder, and this was Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Uh, We never did uh, what's up next for the blues, so let's just say that real quick. (laughs) Thursday versus Vancouver, they played that game, goddammit. Saturday at Carolina, 7 o'clock Tuesday uh, versus the Florida Panthers. Beat the Hurricanes, beat the Panthers. I'm done. Let's go, Blues. Austin. M I Z. Oh, Jesus Christ. Z O U. Let's go, Blues. Let's go, Illinois. Fuck Illinois. Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanusport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. A look at sports. I think that went very well. Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again. Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. <laughs> Louis Blues, St. Louis Blues, have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun, they're on their way to number one, now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues. Blues are on the ice tonight again. They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win. They'll always get one more, no matter what the score. They are quite a hockey team, my friend.